There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo, folks. Welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Hoop coming at you from the couch of the Proud House. That's right, folks. We back for a second helping of Proud Family Louder and Prouder Season 2. That's right, folks. We're here talking about the hit reboot to the classic Proud Family. That's right. Disney's Proud Family got a reboot that premiered back in 2022. Season 2 is out February 1st at the start of Black History Month 2023. We're here at the Yonko table because we love Proud Family. We big fans of the original. We big fans of season one. And we got a lot to say about season two. With me, as always, is Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, let's just get straight into it. Proud Family Season 2, your overall take, where we stand. You enjoy it. You had fun. Uh, or, uh, I say I only love with positives because I, I, it's hard to find a negative about the Proud Family. But where where you stand right now? Well, it's, it's, it's funny that you say that because, uh, you know, you started off with positives. And I think it's very telling for a show when I turn it on and I never skip its intro um god damn that intro like i i watch so many shows i i can't tell you how many cartoons animes you know live action series whatever and i'm a fan of you know you, we we have playlists on our on our uh phones of like you know different intros from our favorite uh shows and movies um and we admit that when we're watching a season of something after like the second or third time you're probably gonna skip it not because it's bad or anything but it's just you know it's the it's the third or fourth time you know if it, it, it's done it's done it had its time in the sun for all 10 episodes of the proud family louder and prouder um i didn't skip the intro once i i don't know what it is like i it's funny because i remember when we talked about it last year the for the first season uh we liked the intro um and we said like you know it, it paid you know good homage to the original i feel like it's grown on me more uh since then like i it's for me i'm always skipping intros after i've heard them a couple times so just to let you know how much i enjoyed proud family louder and prouder it speaks volumes where something as simple as an intro i'm sitting there like i'm gonna listen to this whole thing I'm not hitting that skip. Disney's giving me that suggestion. Skip intro. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm okay. I'll Dare listen. I say, I see you at intro and I'll raise you an end credit. Uh, oftentimes, I will not jump straight into the next episode. I'll let those credits roll. Oh, you'll listen to that, Bob? Yeah, I will just, I'll let it roll. I look, I, I like looking at, you know, who helped make the episode, who guest starred, uh, you know, whatnot. Uh, it's an experience through and through every single episode, uh, you know, uh, so I feel you. I feel you on that. So it sounds like we're both here for season two. Definitely uh, here for season two. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to say if it's like overall better than season one, 
but I can say I enjoyed it at the very least as much or as close to as season one, if that makes sense. I, I think it makes sense. Let me let me pick your brain a bit. You know, with the Proud Family, uh, Proud Family is a very, uh, you know, episodic series, and it's always has been. Uh, season one dipped a little bit into serialization with some reoccurring uh, storylines, uh, reoccurring plot elements and whatnot. But for the most part, it's uh, uh, episodic. Do you ever feel the seasons are distinguishable enough? For me, for example, season two, 10 episodes. Uh, they gave it to us all February 1st. I'm very much, oh, this is just more adventures with the Proud Family versus this is its own unique season. That So when I watched this season, and you know, I watched it pretty quick, being as how we had all episodes, um, it just felt like, you know, here are some, here are 10 brand new episodes. Enjoy. Versus like, this is a new season uh, with its own kind of rules and dynamics. Uh, for me, yeah, I was just like, cool. 10 more episodes. And I'm I'm good with that. Did it ever feel like that for you? Yeah, it it kind of did. Um, and maybe that's because of the change in release as opposed to how season one was released. You know, uh. we, we talked about it last year um, in 2022. The season one of The Proud Family was released, uh, you know, weekly, uh, every Wednesday. Whereas opposed for, uh, to this year, they released everything all at once. Um, what was it? February 2nd, 1st? Fe should be February 1st. Yeah. February 1st. Yeah. I know it was on a Wednesday uh, for February. Um, and yeah, it, it definitely felt like, uh, you know, like with other shows, you can like really distinguish like, this is this show season one, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of a cartoon example. I can think of so many live action examples, but, <laughs> uh, proud family is not trying to be a live action, uh, series. Um, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you can distinguish, uh, Oh, I guess like very bad example, Rick and Morty, right? You have your Rick and Morty <laughs> season two versus your, I don't know, season five as an example. Yeah. yeah. Um, Proud Family does not feel like that, and I, and I think that's okay. Um, it definitely felt like this um, season was just more episodes as opposed to this is season two, specifically, of The Proud Family. And part of it also, I remember uh, we talked about it with uh, Calvin last year during our, our interview with him, uh, how season one practically ended with a cliffhanger for, for the Sugar Mama part one, and then this you know this season it picked up where that one left off at, uh, you know the part two to that little story arc so in most series in this situation they would have had those two parts be the season finale for you know season one and then we maybe have another big talking point or another big topic in season two they didn't do that though it, it felt like um it felt like legos in a way you know you got the Lego pieces that just connect to each other and the Lego pieces aren't really distinguishable in the sense of, you know, this is uh, the Star Wars, this is the Mandalorian Lego set. And this no. is the, this is the uh, Lord of the Rings Lego set. <laughs> it didn't feel like that. I just felt like, hey, let's just connect these pieces together and just make it, you know, one proud family Lego piece. It. I think that makes sense. I think it does. I, I think I get what you're saying. Uh, 
season, the, you know, two separate seasons, however, they kind of can fit together no matter how you line up the pieces or set the blocks. I think I, is that what you're putting down? Yeah, because I, I feel like um, it's very hard to say, you know, was season two better than season one or vice versa? I can go through all of season one and two and choose like, these are my favorite episodes in this whole continuity of proud family, louder and prouder. Um, right. And I think no, I, that's, I think that's what it comes down to as well. Right. I feel like that was the intention. Um, So yeah, yeah. Definitely feels like more episodes, but in a good way, in a good way. Yeah, no, no. I would definitely say it's also a good way as well. Again, uh, you can hop into any Proud Family episode and you'll be all right. Right. Uh, right. It, there shouldn't really be any kind of lingering storylines or anything of that sort to where you're like out of it, where you don't understand what's going on, which is good, which is good. Because, again, Proud Family is just a show that you it's just fun. It's fun. Uh, it's family oriented. Uh, there are lessons involved. And I think it does a great job at finding a balance whether or not they choose to lean into one of those uh, aforementioned pieces more than the other, that's okay. Sometimes we are okay with that. We like variety. And again, at the heart of it all, it's still very much Proud Family. Uh, but, um, you know, at the core of Proud Family, I guess the things we look for on whether or not they delivered, uh, I think we look for the delivery on, let's just say, you know, the show itself and its core values and what that entails, whether that's, you know, just being unapologetically black representation and family and friends. I think that makes up the core of what the profit family is at heart, the comedy element. And then lastly, kind of the lessons and the serious topics. Uh, they strike a balance with those three things. And I think this season has a lot of really interesting talking points when it comes to those three things. Now, whether or not, again, we go too in depth on these three topics, that's okay because, again, overall, our enjoyment is high. Uh, but let's kick off, you know, with the fact that, as you said, we were open to a Part two, we had a cliffhanger in part one, uh, Old Town Road, uh, Sugar right. Mama. We learned more about her past as a town, and uh, we learned, you know, her pa was quite sexist, and that has driven the wedge between Sugar Mama and her past. And in season two, we pick up right where we left off. I think was, I think we could just talk a little bit just about this episode as a whole because right. this yeah. has not been done before in proud family fashion. Uh, you know, a two-parter, uh, a continuous storyline between two episodes that are directly playing into each other. Uh that drive try to drive home a message. Uh this was the finale to this storyline. Uh what were your thoughts on Old Town Road Part Two and Sugar Mama's uh character arc i i i definitely liked it um this was the one with the 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 native american right? the native the, american which they added uh another element to this story yeah 
Right, right. I oh man, I feel like this really should have been the finale to season one. Uh, just because like it feels like a really good story arc for Sugar Mama, and I feel like if you ended season one with this part, it just it it really would have felt like an entire package in a way. Um, yeah. But I like I understand you kind of want a hook for people to pick up on season two or anticipate season two, so they whether that was the intention or not where you know they had the cliffhanger ending for uh sugar mama in season one and uh you know you didn't know like oh what's gonna happen uh with sugar mama is she just gonna you know deal with her bigot family <laughs> and just <laughs> and just move on or like what's gonna happen so uh but man like i I in, in a perfect world, uh, I could see this, you know, being a season finale and just, you know, everyone losing their minds like, oh, my God, that was crazy. Can you but well, not it, it was crazy, but still still taught like a, a very like, you know, nice lesson about like, you know, uh, generational progress, how times have changed uh, from generation to generation. I definitely like that element, uh, you know, with the. Uh, I can't remember the the character's name. Uh, the the Native American. Who was who oh. he? Uh, well, I'll tell you who he's played by. He's played by Wes Studi. Uh, if West you know Studi. him, I can give you some credits. I know you've seen him in. Okay, um, go ahead. Again, prop family, really good job at getting people to come on to their show. Uh, Quana, Quana was his name in the show. Quana. Okay. Uh, he's in Dances with Wolves. Uh, did you ever watch Mystery Men? No. Oh, that like that funny superhero film with Ben Stiller. All right, all right. Here's an easy one for you. Uh, Natiri's father, the chief in Avatar. Oh God, the original Avatar. The original. I mean, he's blue the oh. whole time, but that's definitely him. Okay. I mean, I don't remember him, but like, I I, I remember there was a father character. Yes. Uh, he's 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 a prolific native actor like, okay, okay. If, if if it's like a if there's any kind of representation of native people in a film they go to wes the proud family got wes oh so he played the lone ranger uh the that character in the lone ranger who tonto tonto yeah no that's freaking johnny depp <laughs> you're joking right you must be joking. <laughs> i am joking okay, okay he said they great. go to him for every major uh, role they i i mean they Probably should have gone to him. They did not. <laughs> oh, you know what? He's in the what? 2003 Lone Ranger film. There was, uh, two, there was, two, there was a 2003 Lone made, Ranger film? TV made. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, but, wow. Well, look at that. Wow. Man, is that is that stereotypical of you to assume he's in the Lone Ranger because there's a native role in that movie? That's the... That's that the franchise. only major Native American role in a movie I can think of. And you said they always go to him for major roles. They they do. They they really do. Um Kwana uh comes in as Sugar Mama's past lover. Almost ran away with each other. Almost ran uh, away with each other. Very interesting element they choose to go with because again, we're just dealing with the sexism. And now they add the layer of uh the um anti anti mixed marriage and i think right, Oklahoma, right i don't i don't remember what state they were in uh but mm. uh the negro can't marry anything but a negro uh native right. american can't marry anything but a native american under i guess the the law uh interesting uh way to go uh, i actually looked that up i was like damn that's a thing that's a that was that's a thing 
Uh, I applaud the Proud family when they do their history. Uh, yeah, it, it tackled. I feel like with this season, not saying the last season didn't do it. I feel like this season in particular was a little bit more, um, I guess, uh, braver in tackling some of those like heavy topics. You know, uh, like, I mean, that that caught me by surprise when they and, and, and we'll get into some of the later episodes, because I know there's a few on our minds that we're thinking of. And we're like, damn, the Proud family did that, uh, which like it's good. It's good that they did that. Um, yeah, absolutely. But in this episode, yeah, for for Sugar Mom, I'm like, wow, they, they're really talking about how these laws were a thing back then. Like you couldn't uh, you couldn't marry anyone if, unless they were like the same skin tone as you the same race yeah. so i was like well i mean this is typical proud family this is why i'm here but damn i i didn't think they hit me with episode one but sure well i dare i say you know and i remember we talked about this when we talked about old town road part one we didn't think sugar mama would ever be kind of the catalyst for a lot of these uh uh heavier topics at oh, least God, as I far as it. her as far as her past is concerned right sugar mama's got a checkered past and it's kind of sad you know, mm-hmm. uh, layers to sugar mama. We never knew we thought we wanted or needed, but it's here. And I'm like, good stuff. I, I, I I'm buying it. I'm buying it. Uh, you know, uh, she couldn't marry Kwana. Uh, he explains, you know, he went and got, he went and got his degree to fight this law. And, uh, you know, they're still friends, which is nice. And now he's got a grandson too, that Penny low key, interested in too um penny <laughs> wait uh, uh, let's we'll come back to this little i feel thing. like you have to <laughs> well this episode does one other significant thing that has not been done i don't think in any proud family fashion but uh this has a nice little bow uh sugar mama does finally prove herself to her pa uh in the rodeo you leave my baby alone right <laughs> Comes in and does, what is it? The superhero landing? Yes. She does actually multiple times this season. Oh, she definitely does. You're right. The In the Puff Daddy episode, she did too. Yes. Um. Yes. I find that funny. I'm like, all right. All right. I see you, Sugar Mama. How, how much more badass can they make Sugar Mama? You know? Uh, right. Right. I think they said that's going to always be their go-to badass character. Uh, we get a nice little... Uh, kind of acceptance from paul overdue but it was nice that it finally happened uh still don't understand how sugar mom is so old and her pod yeah i was (laughs) i was still watching this episode wondering like are they paul looks younger than sugar mama sugar mama has to take out her teeth i don't think paul has to even take out his teeth i don't think so i don't know how paul's even alive but sure sure why not right but it was definitely uh i think a nice little bow as far as the tie back to season one and you know now from here it's like we're done here let's just continue doing the proud family thing but this episode does one other thing that was noticeable it has the first ever post credit scene oh for a proud family daddy wait actually wait 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 Actually, yeah, no, yeah. What, uh, what was it? It's nothing too crazy. Uh, Kwana's grandson, I think, texts Penny, or Penny's wearing the hat that uh he gave her. Yeah. And uh, Kareem, I think, asked like, whose hat is that? 
And she's like, I just saw a friends. Just a friend. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. And, and I was like, oh, are they kind of, we trying to get some drama up in here? Trying to get a little love triangle. Uh, and that was it. Uh, they don't touch up on that again. Yeah. I have some thoughts on Penny being, <laughs> being because this is not the this is not the first and only time she does this in this season. Oh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're uh, not wrong. Because if it was just this, I'd be like, ah, oh, okay, she's she she she's teasing, she's teasing. But no, <laughs> she does it a lot. And is, she, is she is she is she a repeat offender? <laughs> a repeat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, three strikes. Like my God, man. Okay, uh, I, I'm gonna give her some grace when you bring it up again, but sure. Um, but yeah, so that's how we kick off the season, and then from here, you know, uh, very much I think we get a mixture of episodes that really just again cover what it is to be the proud family. Um, I think proud family does a great job with just being a black television show. I don't think at any point does it ever lose itself in that regards. Uh, whether it's just focusing on the family, uh, you know, issues in our society or references to just popular black sitcom or movies or whatnot. That's one thing I think they nail quite well. But dare I say, I, I feel Proud Family Across the Board has always been about just representation as a whole. Uh, I think we get a lot of good examples of just kind of great representation uh dare i say do you want to talk about your favorites who briefly appeared here real quick the chain triplets <laughs> the mother of chain triplets yeah they finally can now now mind you um i was expecting like a full episode dedicated to oh them. me too me too uh, i was we, i was we talked about it with Calvin last year and, uh, you know, funny enough, we thought it was going to come out with season one because I think we talked to him midway through season one. Yeah, um, we, we talked to him uh, right before the um, the the return of Al Roker episode. Right. Yes. He did say to keep an eye out for that at the end of our interview with him. Um, right. So in, in in our interview, he mentioned uh, the Chang triplets and how you know they're they're trying to do better now and they they want to bring those characters back. So the way he described it at the time, it almost sounded like we were going to get them in season one. And so we were watching, however remaining episodes we had, like four or five, maybe three. There's uh, about from, four total. There's like four. four. Yeah. Okay, so we were like, oh man, is it is this the episode? Is this it? Is this it? And then when we got to episode 10 with the Sugar Mama stuff and it ended, we're like, where are the chain triplets? Uh, what happened? I thought we were promised <laughs> we're... chain triplets. <laughs> and so um, it's just funny because now it's, you know, season two, we were like, oh, it must be a season two thing. Maybe that, you know, Calvin was hinting at, uh, you know, keep a lookout because we are going to put them in the series. It's just not in season one yet. Um, and it's funny, you know, it's. It, I was hoping with the way it was described, it would be an entire episode. I still want an entire episode uh, with them, uh, but we get they just drop them there, like in the episode, and it's like that Walking Dead meme. Uh, what is that? What is that? What is that? <laughs> I saw it. I like how they don't like outright tell you 
it's them they kind of respect you uh for the knowledge that you likely have if you're an old like an original fan because actually you know what if you're a new fan to this series they don't tell you who they are no they just it's more or less a, a homage to fans of the original that remember these characters and it's like listen we respect that you're an intelligent human being Put two and two together and figure out who they are. <laughs> and I I like I love it when shows do that. I love it when shows don't spell certain things out for you. And it's just the fun of putting it together. Because I can tell you now, when I saw that scene, I think I had to get to the the third triplet by that moment. And when I saw the third one, I was like, no. What is that? What is that? I, I, rewind, I rewinded the episode to before that. I'm like, it's them. The, it's them. This is the chain triplets. I was, they're, they're redesigns. They look great. Oh, the redesigns are perfect and fit right into this kind of new look and new design for the Louder and Prouder series as a whole. Right, right. Thumbs it up. does. Two thumbs up. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. They they looked they looked fantastic. Um, and I just like their little quip thing that they gave. They're like, "What? We're not gonna be your um, your oh, token." Oh. Uh, it was something about like we're not gonna be like your your token stereotype or something. And oh, like, they were talking about the the Asian stereotype where it was uh the whole uh coming because you're smart and stuff. Oh my gosh! I might have. It was to a really that. good line. It was. A really it was good a line. great line because that's what they were before, right? In the original series, right, right, right. And it's I, I just, I just thought it. There, I can respect the show for not only giving them a modern day look, but also acknowledging even like you know calvin told us about it you know behind the scenes uh calvin i've, I've been calling him calvin calvin brown jr we we, we interviewed him uh co-executive producer calvin brown jr yes. yes um and and we talked about it with him and um you know in the interview he pointed out hey we wanted to do better we don't just want to uh hide the fact that this was a thing from the original proud family we want to bring it to the forefront we want to acknowledge hey this was a thing and we're going to do better that was a behind the scenes, you know, um, uh, you know, I guess, understanding of how they were portrayed. But they even acknowledge it in the episode, like in the actual episode, they acknowledge they were problematic. Their their portrayal was problematic in the original. We understand we are doing better. I I give them props for that, that I I can appreciate a show that does that because most shows would either a ignore it completely like you know don't even don't even bring back the chain triplets because they were we don't want to remind people how problematic we were back then uh right. or b if you do bring them back don't bring up the fact that they were problematic to begin with just pretend like oh here they are yep and and you know they're they're not an issue anymore they didn't do that they made sure you knew yes we know it wasn't right <laughs> that, right that whole hell that whole um hip hop helicopter sequence uh ding 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 or just it was there were it was littered with a bunch of stereotypes like Mr. Chang too there would be like my father's gonna buy out this auditorium and change it from wizard auditorium to Chang Auditorium. Yeah. Uh it was littered, yeah, it, throughout. And uh, as you said, um 
we rather you come and do this versus give us a PR statement that says oh, ahead of the right. episode, like, yes. you know, oh, this is a reflection of our stupidity and our ignorance back then. We have sought to be the change we want to see in the world. Here we go. No, they just they 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 made the change. Model minority. That's what it is. Oh, um, is it that's that that's what she said to they, Penny? She said we're not going to be uh your idea of a model minority, which is a very common thing among the Asian American community. Uh, that was nice. I thought that was it was great. Funny. It was great. I do wish they had a whole episode. Um, I think maybe it's incoming. I mean, uh, they had one other appearance this season. Uh, at least Billy did the boy. Uh, he appeared in episode nine. BB. Oh, uh, he was museum. Dan. Oh, I thought they were. I thought one of them was dancing with someone at one point. Oh, that that might be a thing too. I just remember Billy definitely showed up again at the museum, and uh, mm. that was the last time I remember seeing him. But uh, yeah, I love when they bring these characters from the old show and give them these remake re models and do stuff with them. I I love it. And uh, again, representation matters. Uh, this is a black show, but they're not above, um, you know, giving some flavors of a lot of different cultures. Uh, right. Did you catch the um, I feel this was a direct reference to something. The uh, the judge. Uh, so the Puff Daddy episode. Judge Bird. Uh, well, judge. There's Judge Bird. Right. Uh, but then there was the the Latina judge uh, who came in singing that song. OK. Yeah. Uh, what about it? I feel that's a I I don't know the reference, but I feel that's a reference to some other well-known judge in uh, I guess Latin America. Uh, I television. Try, yeah, I tried. Th well, I'm not sure if it's in reference to um, a specific Latin American judge. What I will say is the way the judge was portrayed is almost a parody of how. Um, latin american uh television is usually done all right that's what i was thinking yeah yeah so like if you watch it it's almost like the courtroom is almost like a joke it's 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 almost like a game show again uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes yes so i saw it more like that rather than a reference to a specific uh you know hispanic or latin american judge it, it felt sure. more like yeah that's what that's what uh, Latin American TV's like. Uh, live oh, action. They got that crowd involvement. The crowd uh, involvement. The you know the 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 eccentric nature of the host who is the, probably a judge or a doctor or a, um, the really and, catchy theme song. Uh, yes, yes. Um, so that's what I saw it as. It was still funny. I I, I definitely like the the Judge Bird and uh, the whole like Puff Daddy episode that was just like a fun silly one oh well i mean it, when you capitalize your episode with Ma mari coming on oh my uh, god can you ever in your dreams did you think there would be an episode where like yeah penny and oscar or i guess not penny but oscar and sugar mama they're gonna go on mari against on felix and poppy about the dogs <laughs> i am no the answer you, is no no i never thought they'd do that i am telling you this, unless I'm not remembering a good scene, this was one of the funniest scenes, I think, in the entire season. This Mari segment, because you had that segment where, you know, Mari says, uh, Puff, you are not the father. 
and this right here you have first sugar mama and oscar dancing <laughs> like clouds and then oh they went the extra mile and had the dog the the uh poppy's dog run to the back run backstage with like, the camera with the camera the following yeah <laughs> oh my god i think i cried i think i cried <laughs> laughing at that that was so funny that was that so one funny. that one sent me that one sent me i was like oh again it, it, it's the proud family you know uh half half their half their viewership is adults but half these kids aren't gonna get this mari joke i don't think mari still runs anymore i have no idea i have no idea i have no i don't have cable anymore uh, oh god i feel like it's one of those like infinite void type of shows that's like it's <laughs> it's been around since when you were kids and it just it never just, goes away just never leaves just never leaves i mean it could be but this yeah this episode pure entertainment value right it did not need a lesson it was just goofiness and silliness uh mari ended in 2022 september wow just oh wow ended. what recent jesus just ended yeah uh, maybe this was a nice little send off for him. Uh, but yeah, again, again, when Proud Family dips into this, you know, it's just really good. Um, you could be just zany. You could be zany. Sugar the Bear. Didn't think he'd be back. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's uh, that's Cedric, right? No, no, no. Uh, no, no. CeeLo. Oh, oh, oh. Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> Two different. Two different C's. Two different C's. Uh, yeah, CeeLo, CeeLo. Yeah, I didn't think we were going to get him back. Um, that's nice to know that, you know, uh, you get reoccurring characters similar to how the original Prof family was. Um, Al Roker. Al Roker appeared more than once. True. So, these, these The more outlandish characters can come back. Right. Right. So I definitely like that. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of just good callbacks. Um, very, very funny callbacks. Uh, some would say they're stretches. <laughs> um okay um uh, we made a point on our tiktok at least you did about uh las Yannica's feet return um, las Yannica's feet i i think what what was this episode called uh uh this was a perfect 10 a perfect a perfect 10. 10 this episode was i think a perfect 10. um i really liked <laughs> las Yannica's feet episode that, that that one was really really funny you don't have a foot fetish do you oh god no okay just making sure that'd be that would be problematic sure um but no this episode was just pure comedy um it, it was just really funny uh there's a specific callback that i mean i'm 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 gonna plug it in i'm gonna plug it in because Go i'm, ahead, I'm, plug it I'm, in, I'm plug proud it in. of it um so you're watching la cienega's I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it la cienega's feet episode um <laughs> uh, you're watching the episode I, i'm watching the episode and you know I'm watching it, and uh, you know good, good, good episode with like uh, Randall, um, La Cienega's mother, kind of like piggybacking off of her success and like you know being an Olympian, being a gymnast. Um, and you get to a moment where they're they're kind of like uh, about to perform, right, for like one of the one of the gym meets. And I'm watching it, and there's a moment where uh, La Cienega, the camera goes in front of her, like you know it, it's directly in front of her. And she runs towards the camera and she runs in a way it's like a blink and you miss it it's like it's like the better part of two seconds max that is it 
That is it. And I saw it and I was like, what is that? What is that? And I rewind. I'm telling you, I rewinded this scene probably like five to 10 times to make sure I wasn't losing it. And I'm like, you know what that is? You know what that is? Because my, my thought process was the people that are making this show right now are people our age. The animators, True. the yeah. writers behind the scene, they're like our age, if not even younger. And it's like, they grew up with this type of stuff. That running, that little running sequence, that to me is a direct callback to that crazy ass run from the Proud Family movie from 2005, where Oscar, clone Oscar is saying, uh, I will not fail the mission. Do -do -do. Do -do -do. <laughs> and he has that goofy ass run. And that, I mean, that, that run has been memed for years for, for like a multitude of reasons. And I saw that run that La Cienega did. I'm like, there's no, like the way she ran, the lopsidedness of how she ran. They were even both frowning the same way, Oscar and La Cienega. I'm like, no, no. Whoever animated this scene, <laughs> get in contact with us so that we can talk about, uh, you know, what was it like animating the Proud family? And uh, yeah, we made a TikTok on it and it popped off. Uh, go go check it out at the Yonko table. We pointed it out. We're like, hey, this is, someone did this in direct reference to it. And it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Um, so Speaking of direct references though direct references whether or not i mean i believe you you have my belief you have my faith but the proud family movie the disney proud another family another movie another first for i guess maybe disney in general mm -hmm. proud family louder and prouder episode eight us again has confirmed the proud family movie is retconned uh it has officially yes. been retconned it was all a dream it was all a dream. And didn't we talk to Calvin about this too? Uh, we we talked about the movie. I remember movie. we talked about the movie and it was kind of like, uh, I need to go back and listen to what we said, but it was very much kind of their last hoorah, you know? Right. Uh, and like in the movie, Penny was 16, right? Penny was 16, yeah. Okay. Uh, but in this, in, in Louder and Prouder, she's still 14. So the idea from what Calvin told us was, you know why do they gotta why do we gotta age them you know bart simpson and them have been uh that's right that's right you know like 10 that. or whatever for years you know right uh yeah d d d their design makes them look a little older but they're still very much 14 uh right the movie would have us think that at least two years had gone by in the time span uh or the timeline of the proud family and that's maybe why it, was 16. maybe it's at the end of the timeline right like uh like like the proud family movie like up until this season the uh, like <laughs> you can have the assumption of the proud family movie is still canon it's just it's end game is it? it's end game it's at the oh, end I, I, mm. and, and, and louder and prouder is all infinity war it's all infinity war it's all building up to to end game proud family i mean movie. sticky would have to come back if that's the case yeah yeah he would he would come back he would be like it's it's the same way um you know when uh when um uh what's his name i forgot who said it they said cap on your left oh falcon falcon 
Oh yeah. my goodness. And then Sticky comes in. <laughs> oh God, no. Oh my God. God. Yes, he walks in. <laughs> I did it. I did not even do that on purpose. I did not even do that on purpose. How appropriate. So hold Sticky. up, hold up, hold up. People, prop family folks, listen. Uh, we just wrote how to bring back Sticky if uh, if the time ever shall come. Uh, boom, right there. Uh, Dr. Penny, Jason Turney. On your left. <laughs> Oh my God! Perfect. Perfect. We're not gonna talk about Orlando Brown right now. I just read some updates on him. Oh uh, Jesus! But the movie, as of now, is a retcon. It yes, was a dream a sequence. Retcon. They, the fact that they even ref- referenced the movie like this, I at was all, shocked. I was shocked. shocked. I thought much. it would just be something in the ether that they'll be like, ah, no one remembers that. That was 05. Let's, oh, you let's, cannot. Let's, the Brown the Family movie became so memeable. It did. Um, oh, oh, I guess the Oscar run. Um, the Oscar run, Zoe specifically doing the I dance. don't see a lot of Zoe stuff. All, I see people I see people pointing out the Zoe thing as like, Jesus, what was this mocap uh, dancing? Like it was it was just so uncanny valley. <laughs> I, I know what you, listen, you go go on TikTok. You see so many people try to recreate the Zoe dance. It is crazy. Is that one um, TikToker doing it? The one that recreates like animated dances? No, there's no, don't no, just. I've seen oh, so in many general. just specifically try to do Zoe's dance. Wow. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, but I like, I like how they reference the movie. Uh, the, t- the title is so aptly called Us Again. Uh, in a direct references, reference to Jordan Peele's Us. Uh, you know, right. another, you know, uh, I guess black film that uh covers the topics of clones. Uh, uh-huh. perfect film to use for this. Uh, whether or not, I mean, I didn't think it was the greatest of episodes, but I did very much enjoy, uh, I guess what was happening Seeing here. the peanuts, seeing the peanuts was, I would have loved to see Cashew. Um, Dr. Remember, Dr. Cashew, right? No, no, Cashew is the one that befriended Penny. Oh, okay, okay, right, right, right. But Dr. Carver, they do name drop Dr. Dr. Carver. Carver. They right. sure do. And what they say, um, they haven't seen him in like 17 years or something? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, literally, it was like 17 years, and it was like, that's the length, that's how long ago the movie was. Um, that was nice. And then, as we had pointed out, uh, you know, in our discussion, uh, Benny, throwaway line, blink and you miss it. Blinking, you miss it. Yeah, um, I, I, I missed it. I missed right. it. I, I know we had a conversation afterwards because I was like, man, I wish Penny recognized the the peanuts. She didn't really say anything like, oh, it's you guys. But then it's like, no, it's 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 literally. If you're not paying attention, you're going to miss that they basically retconned it. Oh, Penny, you had that dream about about the peanuts again? Yeah, I did, but this time, and this time being this episode, so it implies, oh, so. The Proud Family movie was just a dream. And I guess it's it, it's funnier that way because, like, the Proud Family movie, like, it's it's very, uh like, the Proud Family in general has, like, these fantastical elements to them. Like, you got a talking panda bear. You have uh the Al Roker, um, you know, the genie. The, the genie. You got the Steve Harvey credit card. The Proud Family movie just went so out there. And it's like, you know what? I remember liking the movie, but it's better. It, it's it's a dream. 
it's better that it's a dream. It's uh, a fever so dream, far. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> right. And again, I mean, Penny got sent back to the past at one point in like a... a in a tornado type fashion. Right, right. So it's like, you know what? Fine, fine. Just leave it Leave it be a fever dream and, and, and we can move on. But I still like that it was even referenced because that's one of the things where it's like, I again, I like that they're just not ignoring for better or worse, whether it's something problematic or just something that's just easier to forget. I like that they're acknowledging what elements were from the original series and just touching on it again and referencing them here. Um, because new fans to the Proud family, they're probably like, Who the hell are these things? Yeah, what's with their heads? Why they look so big? Why are they named after legumes? Are they peanuts? What's going on? <laughs> exactly no that, that 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 one was definitely for us uh yeah. oh and well, oh, oh that one was for us again yeah. again um i mean was the proud family movie a high point in the proud family history um i, I, th so, I think it was towards its like you know it was it was ending kind of gracefully a little bit like you know yeah. how like car most cartoons kind of after so many seasons it's kind of like, all right, it's probably time to end it here. Yeah. Like it's, it's every show has its course. You either end it when you want to end it, or you just, you end up being the Simpsons <laughs> or, 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 or the family Simpsons. guy. Right. Uh, it was, it was a nice swan song for sure. Um, right. Do we, do we look back and be like, this was a little ridiculous as far as what the hell happened in this movie? Sure, but it's definitely a fan favorite, no doubt. And it's fun to talk about. It's fun to poke fun at. Um, right. But yeah, again, that's a, that's the beauty of the prom family. Again, they can go, you know, out there or they can keep it really right here on the home front. Uh, let me just ask before we get into, uh, we're about to get into more of the serious episodes. Uh, I know, and I talked to you about this, my favorite episode of this season, like, just kind of personally, I had a lot of fun with this episode was the soul vibrations episode uh, with the flashbacks from Bobby and Oscar and uh, about how they were in the band with Ray Ray. Muskrat uh, uh, love. Muskrat love. I already downloaded the song. I already wow. Oh, I sure did. Uh, yes, absolutely. That's uh, funny. Do you listen to the lyrics of that song? They're... <laughs> He's just like, I'm so skinny. Like, that's, oh, that's, like, no. that's like the lyrics. He's just like, he's like, I'm skinny. And that's why you should want me. And he's like, muskrat, Sam. And he's like, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if there's a, something in uh, black music culture that my dad forgot to tell me, but I don't even understand the, the muskrat. <laughs> uh, what I, is a muskrat? <laughs> I don't know. Or is it a real song? Actually, oh my god! I think I just looked it up. It's an actual real song. Oh, look at that! Oh. Who was Giselle supposed to be? Well, Giselle's voiced by Normani. Uh, oh, from uh, from uh, Fifth Harmony. From Fifth Harmony, yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, she's she's been left Fifth Harmony by. Yo, no, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I I I remember Fifth Harmony back. Oh my god, the their one their one major hit uh they got a couple of hits i i remember one because i didn't listen to that type of music like that back then but sure. the one it was like uh dun, 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 dun. oh right? you don't gotta go to work 
Right. Ah, right. That one. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, that is that is Normani. Uh, funny enough, I was like, they got Normani to play, uh, you know, what would be like an older character, uh, you know, to right. the age of Oscar. I was like, oh, I thought maybe you, y'all would have gone uh, with a, like an older guest star, but right, it's cool. Right. Normani did her thing. Uh, she was like, I love you. It was like, um, uh, oh God, I literally have the beat in my head. It's like, oh, I got the you're beat. You're lucky. Like, oh, I let you love me. Or, yeah, right? You're lucky. I love you. You're lucky. I let. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you got it. That's it. That's the beat. That's the oh, beat. Oh, man. Uh, is that song on there? I, I think I would download that one. It is not one. on. Apple and I don't do Spotify, but I don't think it's on Spotify. Um, I'm like, y'all can't be picking and choosing if you're gonna drop these bops. Like, give them all, give us, give us all of them, all or nothing. You know, I, I, I had my thoughts on cuter than you, and I, (laughs) y'all gave me that one, so give me the rest. Um, (laughs) the the judges song is on there. Uh, the one in Spanish. It's on there. The judges shot. The judges. The judges. Song? The judges song from the Puff Daddy episode, where she comes out and raps. And they Spanish. have that on there. That is on there, and yet. But the uh, music-centered episode with like, in all honesty, probably the best music in the season, not on there. Not on there. Uh, maybe maybe they're awaiting on. a drop. Maybe they're gonna release it directly as a single. I don't know, but. It leaves you actually. You know what? Maybe, uh, maybe because uh, Normani's the one that's singing it, so maybe it might be like a like a single that they release it as because it's like an actual like music artist that's you know playing it. Maybe. Yeah, because I guess they haven't had like any big name music artists, uh, like uh, like actual music artists on that uh, album. I'll have to pull it up and actually kind of do a right. to like look at look at that uh specifically but um uh yeah i've the <laughs> proud family has been nailing kind of this uh these original uh music uh bits i don't right. know what's going on i don't know what the what creative juices came through their mind but keep it going keep it um going. yeah keep it going I, i'm here for it i that was my favorite episode of the season i just had a lot of fun with that episode do you have a favorite of the season Man, do I have a favorite? Like, I feel like there, at one point there was a favorite that I have, but I, I'm trying to remember which one is my favorite. It, it's probably one of the the controversial episodes. Okay. Um, that we'll get into. I mean, I just had a lot of fun overall. Um, yeah, yeah. Like with with the season, as opposed to like, oh, this one was my uh this one was my favorite episode because you know there's and we'll get into it there there were some episodes that just had problems um like just or or rather we had critiques towards them um i know one that we've kind of glossed over before we get into the serious one uh the second episode grandma's hands yeah grandma's hands uh penny is uh Penny getting it, <laughs> Penny. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, it, it it's one of those episodes. It's one of those episodes. You know, the other night we were talking about like weaker episodes, and I said, if you're trying to get into this ranking idea, that uh, 
it's easier to do with episodic an episodic show where you know every episode kind of stands alone grandma's hands um I, it had some funny moments i like that oscar's bed uh you know like Sugar oh Mama's that's like, not that's not your bed penny that's puff's bed <laughs> oscar's bed it's just that tiny little thing um but uh, did it? Did it hit? Did it? That one probably was, yeah, more or less the one that didn't work for me. It, I think it was a tonal issue. Um, it just you know. came out of no. Like I know there's no sequential order for these episodes, but like it, it, it kind of pulled me out a little bit when you know, because this came right after the the part two to uh, Sugar Mama, right? Right. Yeah. And you had yeah. that moment as they're exiting the town where. You know, Penny's having, you know, this heart to heart with her mother. And um, she's like, eh, thanks for taking me here, mom. You're right. I, in order, I, I forgot what she said, but something along the lines of we, we have to know where we came from to uh, right. better understand ourselves. It was a very powerful moment. The next episode, she's coming home at like 2 a.m. Like, mom, what do you want? I'm going upstairs and I'm just like, whoa, what is this? What, what happened? And it's just, it's this major tonal shift in, in her character. Would I have maybe been okay with this episode if it was like thrown somewhere else in the season? Maybe, maybe not. I, I couldn't tell you, but I, I, what I can tell you is this came after episode one the end of episode one, which was a very good, powerful moment. And you have Penny just being so nasty <laughs> to her family. And it's like, where did this come from? And yeah. I think I know what you're saying when you say like the, the tonal, the, or um, you said the, uh, you said you had a problem in general with the episode. Um, Oh, oh, as as to you're alluding to the penny and and you know uh, the I I don't want to call it an easy cop out, but it kind of felt like that that it was just her hormones, right? Uh, and then the episode right. was kind of you know it was more comedic in nature as far as you know, uh, you know it was like Penny versus Sugar Mama the whole time, Sugar Mama making Penny do these outlandish right. chores, clean up Bobby's room, Bobby. Oh no! Nah. I like I can't find my things. You got to put it back the way you made it. Where am I not chose, Penny? Right. Uh, you know, so it had its moments, and then I think at a certain point, uh, you know, Penny's ready to take revenge on Sugar Mama after she falls in the stadium. Yeah, it got dark. Um, it kind of did get dark, and then um, and then we just had the heartfelt ending. And I was like, I don't know if Penny's journey warrants this heartfelt ending. I don't think she earned it yet. I don't think I don't think it was earned. It just it just came out as I love you, mom. I love you too, Penny. And then like Sugar Mom was like, look, Oscar, look, uh, Bobby. And then they're all like watching them hug and that's what it's all about. That's... I was like, I don't know how we got here. <laughs> how did we get to this spot? <laughs> was this mom. deserving? I did. I did. I, I was like, man, watching this, I don't feel I deserve this little moment. If I don't feel it, she shouldn't feel it. Um, I would say this was probably my least favorite episode of the whole season. Yeah. Um, yeah. This one, 
I couldn't tell you which one was my favorite, but I could tell you which one was my least. This one was my least uh, favorite, episode two. Yeah, again, it, part of it just comes from that placement after episode one. It's just like, where where did this version of Penny come from? <laughs> no, a, absolutely. She may as well have been one of the clones. One of the clones from the Peanut, you know, because they're opposite from from people. Sure. Um, It, it was it was just, yeah, not not a fan of episode two. Um. But also the, the truck that Penny had to go to Sugar Mama's house, I don't think she lives down the street. Uh, Penny, my mom, uh, your mother said I can't uh, undo the locks. Go to Sugar Mama's house. I don't know how the hell she got to Sugar Mama's no, house. No, she, but... uh, she, uh, he gave her a bus fare. She, oh, she, she okay. took the bus. Yeah, because a fourteen-year-old should be riding a bus. Uh, yeah, what time? Like, good God, that's like at. I'm assuming she came back like at midnight uh, or something. The dead of night. It's the dead of night. Uh, right. <laughs> so, but, but you know, it's okay. It's 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 a weaker of the episodes. We're gonna move forward. Um, we're gonna move forward. Um, I think we're now into the serious uh, episodes, and dare I say, um. I think we got a mixture of, you know, some of these issues are not even tackled throughout the entire episode. Um, or topics are not brought up at all until midway or whatnot. But um, they definitely spark conversation. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, honestly, uh, again, I think Proud Family honestly does a good job at kind of tackling the harder hitting stories and topics and representation with some grace uh whether or not everybody sees that uh is to be determined but um here let's get into it uh, i think the first one you know we already touched upon it with old town road as uh, the sexism and anti-mixed marriages uh they did a good job with that um i guess the next time we are brought into kind of oh snap they went there uh, curved. Uh, ah, episode, curved. Episode three. Um, Slaves built this country. Slaves. See, and I feel and the thing is, I don't even want to talk about the beginning of the episode. I just want to talk about this. This this bit. This bit at the this, end. This was. I mean, we uh, real briefly. Uh, Dijonay joins the debate team. Uh, Haitian sensation Chance the Rapper falls in love with Dijonay. Oh, that was Chance the Rapper. That's Chance the Rapper. That's Chance the Rapper. Okay. okay. Uh, Falls for Dijonay. He was just playing her to beat her in the debate team. However, Dijonay proves just like she's a poetry whiz, she's a debate whiz. And they go in with this final bit about slaves built this country. Um, Have you seen how much attention this has been getting? Oh yes, yes. It's uh, there's there's two episodes that have been getting a lot of attention. I, I guess right. three. One is less is getting less attention. There's a holy trinity. There's a holy trinity. Sure. In, in yeah. terms of controversy, um, there's there's other episodes getting attention, but for controversy, yes, uh, this is among the conversation. Uh, for for this one, um, a lot of people are upset about this episode uh there's a mix of people upset and people praising it um we're, we're but, team praise if that's not uh if that wasn't clear team praise yes <laughs> um but uh yeah it's uh it's it, it's very interesting because like did you even see it going in this direction like absolutely not and that's why i say this episode is not even that 
kind of well put together as an episode and you and i talked about this uh you know we're going from is this about the debate team or is this about penny and dejanay's friendship or was that, there that, that crumbling friendship oh, goodness oh built that with friendship. paper mache right right can fall that anytime it could look beautiful at times but then at other times yeah they just fold on each other but uh no this came out of nowhere uh and goodness um i would call this the saving grace of the episode uh you know the episode wasn't bad per se but it was a little bit all over the place but then they just hit it out of the park right here with this sequence it's about like a minute and a half long or something yeah um, it, it, it's actually a well put together minute and a half right uh it, it's not like 20 seconds okay done i thought it was gonna be like a like one of those short sequences like you know like um like like for example uh hip-hop helicopter sure they went to that's the best example i could think of when they went to do the dance and it's like yeah it's like a 10 second dance number <laughs> really want to dance with me yes, yes. <laughs> you wanna dance with me? <laughs> that sequence is like oh okay 10 seconds are up bam they won the competition this was an actual put together um sequence and it's like you said it's like a minute and a half and i and, and i like that i like that i mean it, it there's layers to it like it has live action clips uh they go into a multitude of topics about, you know, just systemic racism in our country, uh, you know, and then just kind of the the we it, they give us a timeline, you know, uh, of events in you know history and 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 at the at the end of the day, it's also spoken word, uh, you know, it's it's it, they they're a debate team and right. they came out with this spoken word piece uh, uh, and damn near slam poetry you know right um, it, 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 yeah it felt very slam poetry right and it was just a, oh my gosh it's just a really well put it's like if this is a slideshow with uh like imagine imagine having to present a slideshow like this and then you out here doing like spoken word and doing uh interpretive dance to it with cue cards with <laughs> zoe cue with cards. the cue cards you know yeah. <laughs> Um, crazy. Um, I was blown away by this. Uh, I was. Oh my god, that reaction uh, thing. Yeah, they did. It's about that the third times. time they used it. Um, yeah, they did it in the first season too. I think they, they did. Yeah. They did. But um, yeah. yeah, I was just like, cool. I was like, this is great. It's definitely like one this. of the saving graces of the episode. I feel like you can ignore a lot of the problematic elements with the episode, like just. <laughs> reinforcing again how terrible of a friend Dijanae is oh, uh just goodness but you know outside of that with the happy little bow they have at the end like I love you Penny I love you Dijanae and then they hug it out and then you have this moment at the end I feel like that that saves the episode by a large margin um it was just a really well put together sequence and I've been seeing on social media a lot of the people that worked on this episode uh in in particular this sequence they're they're very proud of what they put together very um, proud huh oh look at that yeah. it, it, it writes itself it does I, I mean part of me feels they wrote this sequence first and they said how do we build an episode around this right 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 um so and yeah whether or not that <laughs> definitely one of the better episodes 
Um, uh, yeah. I feel like uh, just, just for that sequence alone. Uh, a lot of people are calling it anti-white propaganda. Uh, a oh, lot of oh, oh are, they think this one is. Well, they think I read a headline today and this was I thought they were going to talk about episode 10. They were talking about this sequence alone. Ah, uh, OK, OK. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, OK, uh, so your roll speed just. Watch a couple more episodes. I hope you didn't stop here. I hope you didn't uh, stop there because it gets better. Uh, but again, it's I don't think it's anti-white. I think it's just very, you know, it's perspective. Um, yeah. It's That's looking really at, you know, is. the bigger issue, you know. Uh, and, you know, episode 10 probably highlights a lot of what people are thinking about what transpired in this episode. I, th- I think episode um, 10 is like the one being talked about now, considering it's the final episode. Let's just episode. talk about episode 10. Let's just. Oh, oh, you want to skip to episode 10? I guess 10? this is a better. I mean, should we save episode 10? Um, well, I guess because it's kind of tied to the same issue. Let's talk about episode are, 10 very, and then we'll save. Likely, I- I'm assuming you're you're saving episode 8. Or I mean, I wanted to say I wanted to save episode 10 to be the last. Um, so Jer- the episode however nine. you want to take it, however you want to take it. Well, well, no, let's build up some anticipation. We're gonna come up to come back to episode ten because okay. I think episode ten has a couple of layers. Let's okay. talk end of innocence. End of innocence. Um, uh, Disney Princess Party. Right. Um, first off, let me get this out of the way. Uh, I thought the Disney Princess thing was freaking awesome. Like, oh, everyone yeah. showing up as a Disney princess. You know, Tiana. You had the Avalor uh, theme playing. And then I don't even know how that theme goes, but I was like, damn, they did it. There it is. They did it. They're like, oh, (laughs) there's no big movie with the Hispanic Disney princess. But let's let's give let's give La Santa the one that we got. And they gave it to her. So so that was good. Um, uh, I think um, I think what Oscar is supposed to be uh, the jester from the jester from sleeping beauty and sleeping oh beauty. my god it, again because we watched this episode together i was like i know that look from something but i have no idea <laughs> what i knew it from there's no way everyone here is dressed as a disney character and they just slap together something random for oscar like that's definitely has to be a callback to something <laughs> he has simba and nala on his damn shoulders <laughs> Like the he has to have something, uh, you know, in reference to, um, so yes, I think all of that was really awesome. Um, uh, oh, real quick, because uh, one of my students pointed this out. They said, "Shout out to Michael as Pocahontas." Wow, um, yeah, Michael as Pocahontas. Geez, yeah, yeah, did not expect that. I think what was it? Oscar said, "Who are you?" <laughs> yes, didn't even recognize. Didn't even recognize, right? Did not uh, even recognize. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. I, I, I got. I mean, I have, real quick too. Uh, that Dijonay did Brandy Cinderella. Um, right. That was a nice little nod versus just doing Cinderella. Um, right. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, Brave and then Trudy as Belle. Okay, good. We we did it. That's all of them. Um, that's all of them. All right. This episode. Has a very mixed response going on to to what was given in the episode and what is supposed to be our takeaway. Um, right. Let's set it up. Um, a, a, a celebrity boy is about to enroll at their school from Otter Things. 
from Otter Things, which I don't know why that reference went right over my head. Wow, are you are you serious? I thought it was supposed to be like Outer Banks, that show on oh, Netflix. Oh, geez, come on. I was like, Otter, what is Outer, that? Otter, what Outer. Is that? Come on, man. O's and the T and the D. Who's the watching that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, it went my over God. my head, man. I can't believe it went over my head. Clearly. Um, he's coming to the school. The girls uh, swoon over this guy. And this is where, you know, uh, you were coming in about uh, strike one from Old Town Road Part 2 for Penny with the native boy. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, Penny. Uh any rings right there right the right like i mean i don't know maybe they don't have a label on it or something uh, kareem uh, thinks something's on it <laughs> I, I i think he does rightfully so right um, right but uh, whatever penny's also infatuated uh the boy walks up to zoe he's only interested in zoe uh doesn't sit well with the other girls namely because zoe is unattra- unattractive quote unquote uh, they deem her so, and if they deem it, that means it must be so. Zoe shouldn't be able to pull a guy like this. Um, Maya gets a here's a rumor from her cousin this dude is only into white girls, and everybody loses their minds. <laughs> Why did you sound like the Joker? I had to. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was fitting. I thought it was, uh, 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 uh. A boy uh, is into uh, uh, a brown-skinned girl. Nobody bats an eye. Uh, but uh, a, a black boy says he likes only white girls. Well, everybody loses their minds. See, it fits. It fits. Oh, my God. Someone's going to animate that. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope they do. Um, so it's not a problem until this comes out. And now they are, if they weren't jealous already, now they're just on now, this Now it's beyond ground. jealousy. It's it's now problematic to them. Yes. Um, it's not like, oh, man, how did Zoe get the good-looking one? No, now it's like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable. Um, And then they have that Skype call, or I guess uh, FaceTime, Zoom. Basically whatever. Skype call, yeah. Um. And they're all talking about it. They're, they're all having a conversation on it. You got La Cienega, you know, Michael, everyone's in there. Um, I like that little quip that La Cienega throws in in the conversation. She's like, um, yeah, isn't it true, Maya? Uh, he's uh, he only he's only into the vanilla. No chocolate, no caramel, no sprinkles, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to talk about something that went over my head? When she said that, I just thought it was in reference to ice cream flavors. Like, you know, Zoe's the vanilla, but like in general, the other flavors of ice cream are like vanilla, caramel, you know, she was just listing things, but she's actually referring to them as the as the the, the flavors, you know, Dijonet's the chocolate, uh, Los Angeles the caramel, and my, uh, Michael's the sprinkles. Michael's the sprinkles. Yep. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, that was great. I, I, I didn't miss. It was the sprinkles that clued me in. I was like, sprinkles, rainbow, Michael. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that but, was uh, funny. That was funny. no great, no great line. Uh, great setup too. Um, they feel some type of way about this man only being into white girls, 
and uh this sparks you know the problem of the rest of the episode they want to exclude zoe from this princess party that they've been doing for years without even talking to her without even talking to her right um they very much they're putting it on zoe um you know becky um, with the red hair becky with the red hair yes <laughs> oh <laughs> so the the princess party comes uh zoe's not invited but zoe hears that it's still going on so she still shows up as meredith that's as cool. merida yeah was it merida or meredith merida, merida. that's merida. how i know you're not a fan I, i'm i'm not <laughs> i'm not a right. fan of that movie that's okay i mean merida or ariel was gonna be really good for red hair zoe uh mm. if she had came as red hair shanks uh but that's wishful thinking that's beyond wishful thinking ain't no way you yeah, get in a yeah. keyblade reference and that's it that's all okay you get. is that where our anime is that where our japanese references stop yes i guess <laughs> um and then all hell breaks loose um mrs proud he's only dating zoe because she's white and um i tell you man yeah, I feel I felt so weird watching this episode. Uh, there's there's a draft of this episode, whether it exists already or it needs to be written, where a better version of this story is told. Um, right, because I feel like this topic can be talked about through the Proud family, and it it probably could be done very very well. Because when we were talking about it before, we were even considering like. Man, if they just had the characters do this or say this, um, this would make the episode, first off, make way more sense as to how everyone's feeling. But the message of the, of the episode can still feel heartfelt. Like, it, it, it would still, still feel powerful. You get this scene where, uh, you know, now is the time the characters want to explain how they're feeling rather than going to Zoe and talk about it now after having excluded her from this party now they're willing to talk about it after she you know invites herself right and even Penny's right. a little bit in on this too because you know Trudy's asking oh is Zoe coming and she's like oh no she's out of town she's uh you know she, she's not here Penny's very much a bystander uh she's a bystander she's yeah, yeah. She's, she's letting this occur. So then you have this moment with like Dijanae where she now decides to speak her feelings. She's going to tell Zoe, Zoe, this makes us feel a type of way because she, the you know, uh, I forget the character's name, um, but he's only into white girls. And, um, and Zoe takes offense to that because she's like, what makes you think? that first of all because you, you you just heard that from word of mouth from someone um which is maya's cousin who they don't even right. know yep the person could be lying out their ass <laughs> um and so very well this person can like zoe just because she's zoe maybe the first reaction was oh zoe's a white girl that's my preference but maybe they were into zoe after that as well like you know they got to know zoe they like her you know so on and so forth um but then so zoe gives her explanation right and instead of 
combating the issue like of what because zoe raised a valid point she's like what if he just likes me for me you know yes. like what what's what's wrong with that dejanay says zoe you just don't get it well it, it, even before that line which ooh, that line i don't know I don't no yeah go ahead go ahead well there, there's talk, the line that, back to that look there was a line that was look at you Zoe why would any guy be into you oh my god these are terrible people right absolutely like, I'm like how, these are how your could friends? they be saying this right now yeah like and what I didn't like is in this episode when Dijanae gave that that bombshell closure like Zoe, you just don't get it. And I didn't like that because as soon as she as soon as she said that, I knew what the intent of the episode was trying to go for and I'm like, y'all missed it. You missed it. Like there is if if the point of if the point when Dijanae said that was supposed to be it's so obvious Dijanae's in the right. Like there's no point arguing with Zoe anymore. I'm sorry, no. The the friends were painted out to be complete asses. They yeah. were terrible to Zoe. Right. What was that about? And and again, I think a stronger episode here is where you know, cuz again, this character, like we we keep saying this character, goodness. Um is rumored to be into Zoe at first based on her being white. I think you have a stronger episode when you start hearing rumors about, oh, it's not only that he doesn't, uh, th th that he's only into uh, white girls. He's also like has nasty things to say about um, people of color. So like, uh, you know, black people, Hispanic people, just anyone that isn't white. He's, he, right. you know, he, he has unfavorable things to say because I feel like if you have this character R rumored to have said that or actually say that a lot of these other moments would ring a lot better you have a moment with penny and trudy before all this happened where penny's kind of uncomfortable and she doesn't know what to say and um you know trudy notices that and she's like penny why don't you um you know penny something's wrong like what's wh what's the problem and she's like i have this hypothetical boy you know just hypothetical and he apparently is only into white girls and it's this, oh my God, it's such a nice heartfelt moment where it's like, it's supposed to paint a picture of, you know, um, Penny, the color of your skin does not determine anything about you. You are beautiful as you are. Do not let a boy's um, words ever sway you from that mindset. Right. Um, but I feel like because that boy doesn't say something like that and is only rumored he the boy doesn't even say it himself i mean the boy only appears at the beginning of the episode he doesn't even appear he appears at the end at the very end oh with the right with the he, other girl yeah right okay. um but it's like he appears and there's a rumor that he has a preference to white girls and it's like the girls take that as like, oh, am I not good enough? Am I not pretty enough? Um, it, does my skin color, you know, make me not good enough to meet this boy's expectations? The entire cast feels like that. Um, by cast, I mean like, you know, the 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 crew, the crew, the, right. the yeah, yeah, yeah. and the rest of them. Um, 
So I feel like a moment like this between Trudy and Penny, I'm like, oh, I would have, I would have loved this. I would have loved this if you made this moment with this boy a little bit better. And then you get probably was probably what was supposed to be the clincher of the episode. What was probably supposed to be like, this is our father figures of season two, right? Our father figures from, from season one, where it's like you get that heartfelt grip. Um, it's that moment where uh, everyone storms off. They're like, uh, you know, Zoe, you don't get it. We're leaving. They all leave the party. Penny and and uh, it, it, Trudy and Oscar just go off into the kitchen. Like, no, let let them figure it out. <laughs> yep, let them. Right. Um, and Penny is alone with Zoe, and you have this really powerful moment with Penny where she's like, I mean, it was very sad. I don't think we get too many moments with penny ever cry. penny has cried in the original proud family not but cry where it's like tears like you see the tears come out like they did right there and like the music like, was hitting different too right um, her voice was cracking yeah um if penny cried in the original it was usually because i i remember the cry it, it, it was always like <laughs> yeah i know just like that yeah 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 yeah. just uh, literally just like that and it was always over something like silly like um oh they well, didn't let him they didn't let no him one, go to this boy's house or something or nobody came to her party she's like i'm gonna go upstairs and i'm gonna cry my eyes. <laughs> oh that's right that's right i remember <laughs> i remember that one it, it was always something just silly it was something silly uh no this one was like a genuine like the tone the music it was supposed to elicit emotion. Right, exactly. And I thought it was I thought it was perfect. Zoe just leaves in silence. Penny saying, I I was just trying to get everyone to express their feelings. And Zoe just leaves. I and I don't blame Zoe. I don't blame Zoe at all for that. Right. Um and naturally, you know, if this was airing on Disney Channel back then, this would have been the commercial break when uh everyone <laughs> You know, leaves and they Penny runs upstairs. Um, so uh, but yeah, no, it's like but at the same time, like I'm I felt the emotion in that scene, but I'm like, it's coming from a non-genuine place as to how we got here. How we got here, I feel like is not genuine when it comes to what the message of the episode was trying to say, because it, it it takes a bit more of a nosedive in in the the latter half as well, like the the resolution, the resolution yeah. of the episode. No, no, it does. Uh, yeah, you know, just uh, you pointed out everything that was not executed well. Um, dare I say, you know, if this episode had been about, you know, maybe the group outside of Zoe finds out that he's only into her because she's white, and they hear. Him say all these negative things. I, about, I, I needed that. I need right. That. And then like they try to convince Zoe, like Zoe, this is what he's saying about us. And Zoe's like in disbelief and doesn't <sighs> believe. And then Zoe, then then he finally says it to Zoe, and you know, then she stands up for her friends. You know, this should have been says, a two parter. It, 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 I mean, it, 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 easily it could have been. If the problem was there was not enough time, like, oh, there's not enough time to tell that expansive of a story, make it two parts. Because there is something here that you could have, oh, man, this could have been it. This could have been the episode for season two. 
Right. And but, you know, you, they put a lot of time into this episode. The whole, yes. The whole princess gimmick is a great setup for this. You know, it's like, it's a, you wouldn't, it's ironic. You wouldn't expect this controversy in this, uh, this falling of a friendship at a princess party as everyone is dressed up as an iconic Disney princess, you know? Right. Uh, and then it just falls apart. And then, yeah, it's just, it lost itself a bit, you know? Uh, uh, but you know, again, I think the big thing they were trying to hit is, uh, and I told you about this, uh, again, the black woman experience as far as, you know, right. Uh, right. There's that. You know, the, the black woman is typically not less favorable, uh, as far as, uh, you know, attractiveness, romantic partner, all that compared to lighter skin women, white women, uh, fair skin. Uh, and then same thing a lot of times with, uh, you know, other people of color too. It's just like white is the way to go. Um, and it's, they, it's they, they even make a crack at that too. Um, didn't, I, oh God, I'm trying to remember the context. Didn't Oscar oh, say someone like, uh, oh, DJ said, Hey, Kanye. Right. To, to someone. Oh yeah. Someone said it. Uh, I think, or uh, someone said it in the, the little screaming match. Um, Oh yeah, well no, when he was with the oh Maya called him Kanye at the dance. Oh, okay, uh, okay. The 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 guy pop, the, the, the guy. Otter, otter things guy. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um Yeah, that was funny. And again, like like that comment alone is like, oh, okay, I I see what you know the intent was with the episode. I just feel like there's a better written way to um have got that message across because again it it comes at the expense of these friends quote of zoe are just they're just terrible they're yeah, terrible I, we are we are not alone in this this is a very universal thing they are really coming for i mean they came for penny's crew before um not like this like this right is not this is this, this this has not been seen in a favorable light towards uh the friend group um, right because at, at the same time because you know right we, we we get to the dance and they have their little um you know everyone's there like is somewhat upset whatever zoe shows up and she says um you know oh i broke up with the guy um i i left him because he he confessed to me that yes he was only into white girls and because it made you guys uncomfortable i decided to break up with him it's only from that that her friends apologized to her right and i find that very disingenuous because they said some awful things to zoe and zoe right. didn't do a damn thing in this episode you, you know you know you say that and it, you know, now i'm thinking about it, it's like they uh zoe's uh not the perpetrator here she's she's uh the victim yes um and but they uh they uh they play they play victim uh you know very uh um, yes yeah no it just oh man no uh, i don't like that zoe has to be the one to come out first and apologize oh that should not have been the thing that, that should, should not, not have been the thing. i don't mind both parties apologizing i don't think zoe should have been the first one to apologize no no they were in the wrong and they admit they're in the wrong but again it wasn't until zoe 
you know, instigated. Oh, we, we got our way. So we're gonna apologize. Like, right. You finally left the guy. Good. You're you're now bumpkin Zoe. You now don't. You're now gross, and you don't have anyone. And uh, they all dance with another guy at the dance, anyways. Yes. Yes. Dijanay has her Haitian sensation. Um, I think uh, La Cienega has. La Cienega's dancing with Michael. Uh, Maya. No, dancing... no, not Michael. Michael. Oh, I got to pulled up right here. She's. Dancing oh, with my. Michael. I, I I was thinking of um, I'm... who's the short kid? Oh, Myron. 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 Zoe was dancing with Myron. Zoe danced with Myron, and then Maya's dancing with uh, Billy Chang. Um, okay, that was the dance one. That so I was it's like y'all, and then of course Penny has Kareem. So it's like. What were y'all complaining for? You know, uh. Yeah. So yeah, it's this this episode probably was the most, like you know they were trying to hit the emotions, but it was all over the place. And I think I'm as critical of this episode as I am because there is something great there, and I'm I'm just a little annoyed that they missed it. Like completely. Like there's something there. Like this. In an alternate timeline, I am praising this on the same level as father figures. I'm like, damn, they damn. did it again. Proud family got that dog in them. No, oh my God, you got to stop leading with that. Uh, <laughs> they, But like that, that's why it's frustrating. It's like, this could have been it. This could have been the episode where I'm like, yo, season one had father figures. Season two had end of innocence. This was the one. They had great potential. So, great potential but it's a mixed bag thankfully there's some better episodes after this that i feel like kind of pick up the the pieces that but we got one... we got our last two episodes our last uh, two episodes yeah literally uh so we'll do nine which is bb, BB. um a lot of and people like this one now talking emotions i really felt this one uh you know um bb uh he is on the spectrum uh, he's showing early signs of autism. Uh, I think they really handled this episode so well. Um, I know, and we've talked about it, we are indifferent about the museum sequence, whether or not it ran a little too long, uh, whether or not it uh, subtly was implying B BB's you know, autism and whatnot. Uh, but what this episode hits its stride when they get to like Dr. Payne and you know, uh, Dr. Payne, Doc, Dr. Payne, fool. Uh, <laughs> let me fix your spine. <laughs> I'm a chiropractor. You don't have $500. I can't even do it. I, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I thought it was very interesting. I didn't even know with autism, there was this idea with perception to pain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's different for, it's different for everyone. Not everyone has that perception of pain on the same level as like what bb was showing but yeah yeah that's yeah. Uh, one of the things i thought it was and a like very good show cubes, the ice cube the feather uh there might have been one more but um i god i was like i did not know that was a thing so you know at one part you're learning about autism you know right uh but right. then i think when they go see the next doctor dr lord is where it really starts to kind of hit home what's happening here you know uh, you know, BB. She's like, I think BB has early signs of autism. Are you Trudy calling my kid stupid, Oscar? <laughs> and you, uh, 
Oscar always, and I love Oscar for this, I and mean, I love the I, characterization of Oscar. Yes, I He's like. He's always it. coming from a place, a good place. It's not always the best place, but he's good at heart. You know he's good at heart. He's, right. It it's, takes him a while to get to where he needs to be. It, it's through it's through a lack of understanding that yeah. he comes from these areas. And I like that Oscar is used for these for these moments because I mean he was practically used for this in Father Figures from season yeah. two. The reason why I keep mentioning Father Figures, that was like my favorite episode of season one so if you're wondering why i keep bringing up that particular episode fantastic best episode of season one D dare i say in both seasons but we'll say that for the end um but uh again oscar used as as the 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 catalyst to drive the message of you know there's this you know most people see uh, i won't say most but like there's a good amount of people that see um gay marriage as uh you know um it should be just something of, of equality you know if you're gay you're gay you're straight you're straight you know whatever uh oscar is not of that mindset he sees that and he's like not my kid and 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 he just loses his mind um so he has to go through this lesson of like learning uh just trying to get him out of this well of ignorance and yeah i feel like they saw that with father figures and they're like well we 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 see you at um at father figures we raise you with autism and they they take oscar as again taking the ignorance side of something like this this is a very real issue where when a child is having early signs of anything whether it's autism asperger's or just just anything it could be any any developmental issue sometimes it doesn't have to be the father it could be the mother anyone they have this reluctancy to seek help because it basically means an admission that something is wrong with their child and right. most caring parents don't want to admit that there's something wrong with their child if there is indeed something that they need help with so oscar is taking that mindset and saying what do you mean my kid has autism? Are you calling him stupid? <laughs> and and Trudy's just like, Oscar, sit down. <laughs> and you get this explanation, like Dr. Lord is explaining, you know, the onset of autism, what it means, how BB can be treated, and what the future will be like for BB. And the future seems bright. You know, it's not all doom and gloom, like, like how Oscar's probably thinking in his mind, but he's still stuck in that, that very uh i guess ignorant mindset he's like no my kid is fine like there's nothing wrong with him he said yeah and um and, uh you know we haven't been talking about the kind of the vocal performances uh kyla pratt as you said earlier with the tear scene that, that was, was really like, good from kyla pratt yeah tommy davidson when he's like there ain't nothing wrong with my son i was like damn man that's that was so good i was like i felt that i really felt that because again as you said he's he's in this He's in this hole of ignorance, but it's like he really cares for his children, you know, and that's the last thing as a parent you want to hear is that there's something wrong with your son. There's nothing wrong with BB. And that's what, as you said, this uh, well of ignorance, but he, you know, he's, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And he thinks right. this means something not good for BB. And he, and, and the episode does a good job at just Oscar coming to grips with that idea that you know 
there's nothing wrong with my son, but he does need some extra help, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he sees it through the factory sequence, which again was funny. Uh, but I tell you, man, uh, the score really comes in clutch in the, the moments finale. where, well, there's the one where he holds BB right after BB makes the factory explode. Oh or yeah. I like that. I like that. BB, what am I going to do with you? Right, right, right. And then he realizes he's like, damn, it's okay that my son needs help, but I'm going to do what's best for him and get it and get him that help. Uh, then yes, at the end of the episode too, um, you know, dad, 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 you know, <laughs> I like that stock, that, that, that stock audio that it sounds like it just, I don't know. I, I like it. I like, the I don't know how talks. they do BB and CC's voice, but yes, I think I, because before which... it was, it was a uh, Tara strong, right? It was Tara OG. strong. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know it's not her anymore, but I just, I just like the way they sound <laughs> sometimes. It, it, it just sounds like stock audio in a sense. Yes. It, it just sounds funny. It sounds funny. It does. It does. Um, and then, yeah, he buries his face in his fro, you know, and uh, yeah, man, for me. Oh, man, I felt that. I was like, yes, yes. Was it. I was like, this was my father figures. This from an emotional standpoint, I felt this one. I was like, they nailed this one. Uh, it's, just, it's just it's just very good. This is very good. And then, you know, the gimmick of. <laughs> BB is actually super powered. He's flying around. All these other autistic kids have superpowers. Felt very X Men like. Uh, it did. Also, I was like, I get it. You let your kids express themselves how they want. But how are you going to let BB out the house with no shoes and one sock on? When uh, Trudy, when Trudy, uh, gave him the hug before she left, I'm like, Trudy, you gonna button up his pants, right? As <laughs> As a mother, you're gonna button up his pants. All right. <laughs> she doesn't do anything. No, she doesn't. Oscar, I get it. Oscar is Oscar. But Trudy, come on. I uh, well, I thought we had some class, but it's all right. BB's a growing boy. He's all right. He'll come into it. Uh one thing, uh, and we talked about this on our TikTok. Y'all should definitely follow us on TikTok. Ooh, uh yes. parent parentification. Uh is what uh the Trudy and Oscar unintentionally do to Penny when they, you know, push Penny. I need you to watch the kids tonight. You know, pause on your life, watch the kids. And uh, now with the BB's diagnosis, uh, you know, Penny's feels she's about to hit, have all this other pressure because she's already taken care of BB and Cece so much. Oscar is reluctant to give him treatment uh, and whatnot. So now it's going to be on Penny to really help BB. Uh, and Dr. Lord notices that and, you know, she checks in with Penny. And I, like I think that. that was also just a very nice scene to add on to kind of uh, what was going on here. And we talk we talk about it in the TikTok. It's just it's uh, everyone's affected by this. You know, it's not just the child at hand. Every family member plays a part here. Proud family. They are a family, you know. Right. Uh, right. And so I thought that was a really nice scene to add on to. You know, just kind of what was going on. Um, kudos to them, man. Kudos to them. It was good. Uh, it, was, it was really good. Um, it was. It was. Uh, definitely. Yeah, that was my emotional core episode. Uh, are we ready to talk about this finale? 
Ooh, the king of controversy. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, one, I don't think I knew this episode was coming, first of all. Uh, As in what? Like you didn't know this type of episode was going to come? Or? Um, Maybe. I think maybe the trailer. There was a trailer that showed them kind of doing protests. Uh, I think uh, at least once, but uh, I don't know. Maybe not like this. Maybe not like this. I don't know. Um, I think only through Twitter did I learn that there was a Juneteenth episode because I didn't look ahead at the uh, the list. Right. Um, but uh, I think again, another episode they really handled with some grace. Uh, I don't find this episode problematic at all. Uh, I think very much it's just simply. It's a heavier topic, no doubt. Um, it's right. not an easy topic. And if it were an easy topic, I don't think we would be here. And I don't think there would be controversy. Uh, but I think with the Proud family, what the Proud family does really well is, again, it is a medium to be reflexive of what is going on in our world. And, you know, the issue at hand in the episode is not necessarily one that is the most prominent in today's media but it is there it is there and how they go about handling it is prominent in today's media you know mm, um right. let's get into it uh smithville uh smithville smithville which i don't even know if it was ever, ever called smithville um was it really not i thought it. i don't i don't know i have no you idea you know i i thought i assumed it was because you know bruce, bruce. smith that's where I got it from. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I don't remember it ever being called Smithville in like the original or anything. I'll like have to look was, that up. But yeah, go ahead. Um, Smithville, founded by Christian A. Smith. Uh, turns out he is a slave owner. Uh, was a slave owner. Uh, had a big old plantation uh, and whatnot. And kids uh, want to do something about it. Not to mention... They only found out about this because a young girl named Emily reaches out to Maya. Maya is the activist character. So actually, I really like this episode for Maya. Um, Finally, like I like this Maya episode a lot. Episode in a way, because we didn't really get. I mean, we got like the introduction of Maya in season one, but we didn't get like a Maya focused episode. The way we thought season one was going to be was like, oh, Maya slowly integrated into the group. But after episode one, it's like, nope, Maya is part of the group and you'll see her appear every now and then. This one was like the Maya episode. Right. So this I is, like that. I like that, too. Um, I, I like shows where it's OK to give the secondary characters, you know, their own episode. I think of shows like Hey Arnold that do really well with that concept like again i don't think you ever thought like uh i actually let me let me not get into it hey arnold does a good job um maya visited by an ancestor uh not yeah i guess an ancestor you can go uh is emily it, is it her not her ancestor though. it's not her ancestor well it could be because you know they're adopted oh uh, i guess yeah they never really confirm or deny that yeah right uh, as brother as brother kwame said um oh, brother kwame do you want do you want to touch on brother kwame real quick we have come on we, you know who voices brother kwame i do not know who voices brother kwame that is your boy leslie odom jr have you Fresh watched hamilton yet <sighs> no 
I want to watch it on Broadway, man. He's not even on the Broadway cast anymore. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, um, God. Uh, wait, 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 watched... is, he in, is he in anything else? Yes. Do you watch Glass Onion, yeah? No. Oh, fuck. Um, is that it? Did you watch um, uh, A Night in Miami? I don't know what that is. Okay, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you watch uh, Murder on Orient Express? You know what? It's, it's Just over. forget it's it. It's over. It's over. He is a Tony-winning actor. He's Oscar-nominated. He's he's Aaron Burr in Hamilton. He's the mother effing guy. So he's Brother Kwame. He's Brother Kwame. What do you want to talk about Brother Kwame for? I, I He's just one of the new <laughs> prominent characters that they showed. I just... I, 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 I just like, um, <laughs> I just kind of laugh whenever I see him. It's just brother Kwame. And then he's like, sister proud. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I like, the, I like it when he talks. I like, I like when he talks. I like when he talks. He's smooth. He's smooth. He's, he's smooth. smooth. Yes. Oh, he's smooth. He's smooth. Uh, Leslie, Leslie Odom Jr. Voice of an angel. I'm telling you. Voice of an angel. Uh, yeah. I never feel, I feel like he's always like, you know, calm gentle with his words when he did his wizard kelly impression uh he, he did a wizard kelly impression he was like i'm gonna go take this to the wizard and he said brother kwame what did wizard kelly say about this he said that was 400 years ago get over it y'all yeah oh, oh okay <laughs> yes 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 okay i remember that i remember that yes uh i i do like brother kwame i like leslie um, if Brother Kwame is supposed to be their teacher character, their like de facto teacher character, I like that. I like okay. that. Um, okay. Tara Strong was the other teacher uh, in this episode. Oh, she was the the white teacher. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Did um, you feel some type of way how they were showing this teacher? Like, uh, okay. <laughs> in the beginning, I was. I in was the beginning. Kidding. I'm like, I know this one's gonna be the problem. <laughs> I already well, know. Okay. Before they said anything, before they said anything, there there's layers to it. So yes, they set her up to the audience, to us, that she would be the problem. But I think at the end of the day, very much she was just ignorant to the fact as well. Right, right. Um, and that is why she appears at the new ceremony, you know, um, and whatnot. Um, but do they try to paint her in a light that would make you think she's just kind of uh um purposefully ignorant the, yes they kind of like ask her ask her what they planted what they plant there uh i only remember the teacher's oh, name oh god yeah what they plant there she's like um corn wheat and cotton right oh my god <laughs> the, the way she said, said it <laughs> right and she everyone's well like oh right <laughs> Calm down, calm down, everyone. Absolutely, that is literally what went through my head. I was like, "Okay, they're trying to really paint her like this." Um, so Maya goes, and Maya and KG eventually find out, uh, because again, they feel connected to this because Barry, one of their dads, is an ancestor to Christian A. Smith, and when they find out this, that Christian A. Smith was, uh slave owner they talked to barry i really liked how this played out i like um, how barry defended it um right because you know because it's real 
it's, it's real. real because you know it's whether whether it's like a, a white or black thing people like to protect their heritage where they came yeah, from yeah they don't like stuff like that being slandered so with someone like barry who is white and he has an ancestor that was you know applauded for for centuries but is now coming to light that he was a problem barry naturally defends it most people would in his shoes whether they are white uh, or, or black, you know, whatever, whatever the race, no one likes their lineage or their ancestry to be slandered because they don't want to, they don't want to be dripped, uh, what is, uh, run through the mud or dragged through the mud. Yeah. Right. Because if that person was a problem, what does that make me? Am I paying for the sins of the father or the mother, uh, you know, from generations ago? So Barry, I like that they didn't just have Barry be like, oh my God, that's a problem. Uh, yeah, let's 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 fix it. I like that they gave it another layer and that he was resistant to it because that Absolutely. is the natural response to something like that for most people. What? My ancestor was a slave owner? No, no, he wasn't. Like I, I, I'm from that family. They they told me the stories. You know, I that was not an element of the story where. You know that they had a plantation or something, so I like that. I like that from from Barry's uh, point of view. I I like it too because again, it's an interesting perspective because he is in denial. He doesn't want his family's name to be slandered, but he is married in to a black family. Right, right. Randall is black. The children they have adopted are black. This is very. You know, this is an arc for Barry because it's like, you know, what are, what are, what are you really trying to say to your black children, you know, to your black husband? You know, uh, it's like, you know, if you cannot recognize this, what are you what do you say to them? It's like, do do should you just forget it? Uh, don't don't worry about it. Forget it. It never happened, you know, Uh and that's not the kind of world they want to live in. They want to recognize the atrocities and have, you know, reparations and have people, you know, not like pay for it with uh, their lives, but like own up, make amends, atone. Uh, and Barry's part of that equation. They want Barry to be a part of that equation because they love Barry. And Barry's not a bad guy. And that's what a lot of people have fought with, as you said. It's like, what does it say about me? This does not mean you're a bad person, you know? Right. Barry's a good guy, but I under I see where he's coming from. It's why he's concerned. However, Randall put it blatantly. He even gave a book for those who are watching at home who might need to read It's not a real it. book. That's a real book. That's a real book. What's the book? Uh, white, white Fragility. Um, talking about literally this. Uh uh, you know, just the idea of, you know, they don't want to feel shame uh, for the the dark past of American history. Robin DiAngelo, um, you know, probably actually does a lot of throws a lot of books in there, um, like randomly, especially with Maya centric episodes. Mm. Uh, you'll see a lot of books being in there. I think Calvin mentioned that, too, when we talked to him as well. Um, right, right. 
<laughs> Randall's like, you're on page 39. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. and then he gave the, the specific page number. Yeah, that was good. And like that. Right. Uh, so then, you know, ultimately this culminates at the park. The kids are ready to protest. Where's Brother Kwame? I don't know why he didn't show up. Oh, my. Uh, was he not there? Brother Kwame was not at the protest, nor was he thrown in jail. No, he wasn't. Wow. Flaky. Right. Oh, I, I don't. Uh, that, that, I, I wasn't upset at it, but I was like, I don't know. Maybe they might dig deep into that. If in oh, a potential stop. No, stop. Three. I think, Brother I, Kwame, where were you? No, of no. All places. Well, actually, okay, wait, wait, no. He, he kicked this off, though, for the most part. He wasn't at the protest, but he was the one yeah, that he inspired was trying them. to. Yeah, he was trying to shut this down as well uh, by showing them the, the diary of the the. I forget the Mary was it Mary the Emily the, Emily Emily Emily, um, so I, I I thought that was cool that that he was going out of his way to do that. Um, some of the some of the things in that diary got very dark, you know. Uh, where the page ends, it's like it's talking about Juneteenth, uh, yes. Jubilee. What's the meaning of it? How did it start? And you get this thing with uh maya trying to piece together hey it just ends all of a sudden where she's talking about it and i don't know which character was the one that did it or said it but one of them said something like yeah if i mean you can only imagine what they likely did to her when they found um, it was, out it was kg kg it was said kg okay oh yeah. yeah because they went on like the 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 dark web something darker than the dark web it was uh well, that, that's where they found out they were they were still covering it was when uh they brought it to brother kwame they were like he was like imagine oh, what right. they did you know so right. yeah yeah and I, I mean honestly the imagery it looked like blood splat um because it was like abrupt where it had stopped yeah um, uh, oh man, if I guess it could be blood splat in the sense of Disney's not gonna let you outright put blood in this uh in this cartoon series. So maybe They're that not. was intended yeah. to be a blood splat, or maybe the ink that was writing the the you know the the diary, like it's just like abrupt, like blur and because something happened. At I mean, luckily moment. we we do get closure to what actually occurred. Um so that's good um but yeah um we get this culmination at the park the kids are out here protesting um wizard kelly's about to do the unveiling uh the kids are definitely acting within their first amendment rights uh i imagine if anybody has a case against them maybe they didn't have a permit i don't know but you know uh why are you in riot gear we don't see no riot here uh Officers arrest these children. Parents, no cameras, y'all. This scene got pretty intense, man. Uh, oh, man. He's still spinning that basketball like it's a joke. <laughs> he when was. he's doing all this. He was. He was. Um, what'd you feel during this? Uh, this was a really realistic take. Uh, there, no, it was. It got kind of, uh, it got pretty heated. Um you have like an intense moment where like they're really homing in on the kids, the you know the 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 police in riot gear, and you have Randall, you know, losing his mind in the corner saying, "Barry, do something." Uh, and and you know Barry, you know, does his best to step in. Um, he was hesitant I, at first. He's hesitant, right? He's hesitant at first because he doesn't know what to do. This ceremony is in honor of him. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, Randall tells him like, the, those are our kids. Um, and they're people in riot gear. Stop them. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense. It was it, intense. It was, it was very intense. I think it was really well paced in this sequence. Um, didn't feel rushed in my opinion. Didn't feel rushed. No, didn't feel um, rushed. No. Uh, it was, it was good. It was good. Um, and then what they, they get arrested, but then, uh, the wizard, Let's them out of jail. Well, they get they get arrested, um, and not only the kids, the the parents too. Uh, yes, yeah. A penny, penny out here doing a live feed, and then Oscar free Huey. Is is that is that Huey Freeman? Is that what I'm talking about? No, not Huey Huey Freeman. Who are they talking uh, about? Uh, Huey Lewis. Oh, oh wait, <laughs> doesn't someone say uh, Oscar? He's already free or something. Oh, did I say Huey Lewis? Oh my goodness! You said Huey uh, Lewis. I, I. No, Huey Newton. Goodness gracious! Goodness. Uh, Black Panther Party. Oh, okay, okay, got yeah, it, got it. Yeah, free Huey, <laughs> not Huey Lewis. Goodness gracious! Huey Freeman. No, not Huey Freeman from freaking <laughs> the, the Boondocks. I thought that was because I'm trying to think like, okay, what's this in reference to? It's clearly referencing something. Uh, and Oscar's trying to be the comedic one, so I'm like, oh, free, free Huey, well, Huey Freeman, he, uh, Huey well, Freeman would the, do something like this. Well, well, Huey is named after Huey Newton, right? Um, that's why he's, you know, that character's an activist, right? Um, you know, uh, but the free Huey was an actual like campaign, uh, oh, okay, and whatnot. Um, but as Penny said, that Huey was a long time ago. Uh, let's keep it moving. Uh, we have that nice heartfelt moment with the Leibowitz Jenkins family. Um, I like how in Barry's apology, how, you know, uh, I don't know. I think he he's like, you know, he's a, he's saying, you know, I couldn't see, you know, I was in the wrong. Uh, he's very, he's owning up, you know. Um, right. And I, I obviously, I mean, I guess that could be hard. Um, and I think uh, Randall puts it best, you know. Uh, it doesn't make it go away. You can pretend it's not there, but that doesn't make it go away. It still happened, you know. Uh, I think you said the same thing. Or someone said the same thing. Like, it's like, you can pretend you don't. Ha- you can pretend cancer's not real. It doesn't make it go away, you know. Right. Uh, America's got a bloody past. Uh, we can try to cover up, pretend it didn't happen. It it happened, and many people know about it. Uh, but I like the Leibowitz Jenkins family. Uh, that was another very nice heartfelt moment. It uh, was. It took Barry a while to get get there. He got there, but he got um, there. I like that. I like that. Um, and then you know, uh, I think uh, Igloo. It's Igloo. Uh, do you remember Igloo from the original? Igloo. Igloo, Oscar's friend who used to be a mall cop and he was like playing detective. Oh, I um, he seemed familiar. Like I don't remember him completely, but he seemed familiar when he was he, he's in. like in like two to three episodes of the original series. And uh I <laughs> Igloo is the one that gets him out because he got his attorney license. Uh, right. His, what uh, law school you went to? <laughs> uh I don't even what he's I don't even remember what he said. I, I don't uh, remember what he said. 
Um, but, but I like I like Igloo. Igloo's a funny character. Um, he was. Um, um, so but he gets them out. Uh, they say, uh, I guess now they hear out about this diary. After Penny's like, contact your congressman, your whatever, your vice president. Hi, Kamala. Uh, that was oh, Dijonay. Oh, hi, Kamala. She, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That was um, and then they renamed the town Emilyville uh, in honor of Emily. And uh, turns out Emily did make it out. Um, Actually, uh, is are you sure she made it out? Because you're talking yeah. about that sequence at the end. Maya uh, Maya says Maya says it turns out Emily did uh she was awarded her freedom and her family is with us today. Ah, okay. Right. Yeah. I got so, lost in the sauce when they showed her aged up Emily and then she disappeared in the wind still and I'm like right. Right, she's she died <laughs> but that, well she died like, but she, she died years. of old age but you right. know she right. right so um oh a very nice heartfelt uh ending uh i think it was a, this was a this felt like finale ish this was yeah um, this was definitely a finale-esque episode um but I really uh liked man, it. i yeah same i thought that i thought very well put together episode mm -hmm. i i don't think this episode missed at any point um for sure um yeah i uh good episode did not end on a cliffhanger good um no, yeah no cliffhanger so i definitely like that and then that that kind of caps off the season um yeah no hints at well i mean is that is that all you want to say on the episode well uh did we talk about the controversy? How people are up in arms about oh, this one too? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so people are very upset. Uh, a specific group of people um, that are upset with this episode because, you know, they feel like it's something that should not be portrayed in a kid's cartoon. It should not be on Disney Channel because it's a very serious issue. Uh, let kids be kids and all that stuff. And I I mean, your response is likely the same as mine. I I, I point these people to the original Proud Family. This is nothing new. This is nothing new with this damn show. And it's just taking modern day issues and giving them light. And showing them in the context of the Proud Family has always been a show that showcases real world issues to a young audience. And my my main thing I always point to is the 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 Muslim family from one of the earlier seasons of the OG Proud Family. And they, they, they had their home, like, you know, graffitied and vandalized, saying, go back to your country post 9-11. Yeah. That was in the OG Proud family. Sure and was. I think it's extremely disingenuous when people say the Proud family is now woke. Because I'm like, I guess they've been woke for, like, 20-plus years. Because <laughs> uh, they, they've done this from the beginning. This is not something new. This is not something that is an effect of the times that we live in in terms of like, oh, every show has to be, you know, so inclusive. This show was what it is in 2000, what, 2001, 2002? When 2001, Proud yeah. 2001. 2001. This show knew what it was 
and wore it on its sleeve since 2001. And it did what it could, uh, given the time that it came out. Because yeah. this is this is cable television, different time. You could only do so much so that you can air. Now they're on Disney Plus. I guarantee you the same freedoms that they have um, on on Disney Plus. Had they had those freedoms back in you know 2001 to through 2005, oh man, you probably would have seen cr seen crazy ass episodes from uh, from the Proud Family. Good, even better ones that tackled some of these issues even better so yeah i think so um yeah i mean just you know proud family again there this show allows for this type of story to be told you you i will i don't expect this in an episode of timmy turner you know yeah um, no like it's just it's just it's it's inappropriate for inappropriate in the sense of timmy turner it's like wh when would i expect that when right. did I expect that? There was an episode of The Proud Family where Penny got sent back in time to like the 1950s or 60s and was was part of segregation. Yeah. Like like that was an episode of the original Proud Family. Something like like the people that complain about this episode of The Proud Family, I know they've never seen anything with The Proud Family ever. Like just yeah. they, they they just, you know, they they, they see um someone share a random clip of a cartoon that's showing uh you know black characters protesting and they're like oh oh no no what are you doing not my kids not disney not my disney quick put on frozen 2 they like frozen 2 and again that's the, again that's the frustrating part is simply i they feel their kids are being uh you know uh shown this stuff and they, i don't know they're going to go run outside and go protest with people kids are already protesting like kids are out there kids are vocal like Not my people... kids <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> people people think kids live under a rock they really don't they are they know what's going on in the world they are very vocal they are very outspoken oh you and as a teacher would know that too i do know this as a teacher they conversations are conversations with students Correct. They are very much there in the know to what's happening in this world. And it's like the more you try to shelter them, the more they feel like they need to be out there to be heard. And it's like, Proud Family, again, it's just it's such a reflexive show that it, it scares people. You know, people that have a problem with this episode of Proud Family are the same people who think protested protesters are like, oh, are a waste of time or protests are just another form of riot and it's like you know uh they said that famous line about you know uh riots are the voices of the unheard you know if it now proud family really could have taken this episode darker if they really wanted to oh they could have yeah that was not their goal their goal was just to show if you have an issue with your system in place do something about it and this, this is exactly then they did that the kids did that and i that some people are afraid of what their kids are capable of you know your kids have right. kids have a voice and then also people are very much like barry just kind of in denial you know uh right. afraid to look through someone else's eyes proud family nails it on the head and as you said they've been doing it since 01 uh ain't nothing's changed you know right uh, so I I applaud them. I I love this episode. I think 
episode. I think the really second good. half of the season really was the stronger half. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it definitely was. Um, definitely the more, I guess, uh, powerful episodes. Um, sure. Towards yeah. the latter half, I think this one was probably the most well put together. Uh, it's it's not my favorite out of the bunch, but I feel like it's the most consistent. Um, I feel like I the, get be behind that. the beginning was really good. The middle, the closure, I felt like it flowed very nicely. Like there wasn't a moment where I was like, oh my God, can we get to the point? Can we get to this part? Nothing um, fell out of place here. Right. Um, Everything had intention. Right, right. Uh, so overall, great episode. And uh, that was basically the finale for season two. And I guess the question is now is like overall, like what are like what are our final thoughts? Where where do we go from here? Um, I I I think season two was great. I I think it's on par with season one. Again, it's more or less how how what we said earlier. I feel like it's like an expansion, an ex or an extension of season one. Just right. additional episodes. Uh, tackling different issues with different characters. Um, definitely do more of these type of episodes with the characters. Like, again, I think the Maya one sticks out because it's focused on Maya. The BB one sticks out because there's a heavy emphasis on BB. Um, I think they have something here where they could go into each character and tackle some really, really cool issues, really important issues. Um, and... Uh, you know, overall, I, I just enjoyed the season. I guess if I had to pick a favorite, for sure, despite my problem with the museum scene, uh, even though I didn't really go into detail on it, but I think probably the BB episode is my favorite just because I love Oscar as a character, and when he's used as the catalyst for the emotional bits, it's just something that is very heartwarming to see when, like, someone who was closed-minded before begins to understand right and i just like it like again those scenes with bb at the end at the factory and then at the school i'm like damn damn what is that what is that <laughs> uh i i thought i th those were probably my favorite th uh, that episode um but yeah great season uh yeah no i'm i'm with you uh ex extension of the first um i think you know looking forward uh i i'm a big fan as we talked about when the secondary characters take kind of a forefront uh i would love to see those episodes i'd love to see a chang triplet centric episode uh trudy i think we still have yet to have a trudy centric episode in every the time trudy's on screen i know i've been hyping up oscar but every time trudy is on scene it's like trudy keep keep speaking your truth <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> <laughs> i love trudy and i'm like man where's our trudy episode i would love a trudy episode our um, did, did, we never got a trudy episode in the original right no we did there was did? um there was uh oh, oh her, her sister her sister no there's the one with the sister uh her okay. sister comes i remember that the, one uh there's also um uh when uh trudy hires a nanny and now she feels like the family doesn't need her anymore right uh, right okay I uh, she might have had like one or two more but uh oh the tiger episode was a good trudy penny episode um 
I, I feel like we the Louder and Prouder has yet to really touch Trudy. Um, they can do it. They can do it. I, they definitely can. They definitely can. Um, uh, but you know, again, what again? What I think what makes these seasons work? It, it's a balance. Like I've said earlier, they got a balance between just pure comedic episodes, pure lesson-driven episodes, or somewhere in between. Uh, I think that's the beauty of the Proud Family is that you can expect one of those three. And like, <laughs> I guess like nine times out of ten, it's a it's a really great ride. Uh, nonetheless, though, they're all great rides. Right. More more or less, though, they're really great rides. Um, but uh, again, Proud Family is just it's fun. I love the callbacks to the old one, like bringing Ray Ray, voiced by Anthony Anderson. Oh, Ray uh, Ray, yeah, that was nice to see him again. Yes, I, I like callbacks like that. I love to see some more callbacks. The OG series. Uh and then honestly just keep doing what you're doing. Uh you know, uh it's it's a new it's a new it's a new age, it's a new wave of people watching the Proud family, so just keep it fresh. Um yeah. Keep pumping out like, you know, fresh ideas. Uh and you know, you know, we we criticize the episodes that don't really work for us, but they're trying different things. Uh I wouldn't want them to stop trying new things right uh, i think and again those criticisms come out of um a love for the series because we know what this series <clears throat> can do in the sense of like when it has a very powerful message and it tugs at the heartstrings we've seen it like it they, they have episodes in the og and in the new one that do just that and we just want more of that to be consistent so that we can also praise those episodes as well like again that the elephant in the room end of innocence i i want to love that episode because there's moments that are genuine in it but it, it misses it misses key elements to really make that episode home in but i i still like that they attempted it i still right. like that it was something that they tried um, and hopefully, you know, they take these back to the drawing board and I'm hoping the numbers look good for a potential season three. Um, I think it's number two right now on Disney plus worldwide. It is number see like that to me just spells like, okay, that maybe those episodes, the controversial ones are starting to get into, you know, trend and it's like, oh, everyone's <laughs> tuning in now. People are like, what, what, what's going on here? Let me, let, let me see what's going on here. What's this proud what family? The... Proud about what? What the world? Turn this off right now. God, I don't want you ever going back on Disney Plus again. You hear me? <laughs> I'm thinking of that episode of the OG Proud Family where Oscar uh, sees La Cienega's feet. They just tune on like one episode of the of Louder and Prouder, and I don't know. They see um. I don't know. They 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 they, they see Michael as like Pocahontas or something like. Oh, they'll be like, oh, look at that great Pocahontas costume. Uh, Dan, that's a boy. <laughs> right. Uh, Turn it back to BBS kids. Turn it back. To, no, let me stop. I was about to say. Oh. Turn back to Fox News. We watch the oh. news. <laughs> Is that it? Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Um, um, but no, it's, 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 uh, it's, I think 
because of that success, we are going to see a season three. And I just want season three to be even better than, uh, or, or even at least on par as seasons one and two, but just be even better than that. I want to be able to look through season three and be like, damn, all 10 episodes, damn, they were fire. They were right. sick. This might be a yearly thing, you know, every February that maybe. I mean, uh, dare I say, and I, uh, and you know, the fact is because they, they released them all at once. We might get another season by the end of the year. What? Really? You think that? we might? Because if they're gonna do like this, that gives them kind of, I feel more time to make the episodes, because uh, you just do them in dumps like this. I can uh, see that. I I think the show being like you know a black centered show with a black family at the forefront. Yeah. Seasons one and two released during Black History Month. It's they did. They it's were. almost kind of poetic. Like, oh, let's let's make the proud family the the Black History Month show. Um, uh, new season on Juneteenth. New too season. Soon? Uh, too, oh, oh my God! Six months. Too Six soon. months from now, too soon. Animation I mean, takes if, time. If we learn anything from our boy Calvin. They might have already been well underway into production. Oh, very. I, they might be working on season three right now. You know, correct. Having, because they, uh, there's no doubt it. in my mind they're not going to get a renewal. Right. Yeah. Number two on Disney Plus. Like, there's yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I don't even know who number one. Oh, I guess Black Panther's probably number one right now. Really, Wakanda Forever is like still number one on Disney Plus. They both dropped on Disney Plus at the same time. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh my god, that's right. It dropped on February first. Wow, right? I yep. completely forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? We if the stars align, we we may speak to someone soon regarding the proud family and its production. Uh, who knows? Ooh, we very much might talk to someone from the proud family production team. But we very uh, much will. May y'all y'all have to stay tuned. Um. Uh. I think, yeah. Um, oh, oh, uh, please continue with some of these lingering story threads. Uh, this native boy Penny's talking to. Uh, love to see more BB and autism uh, and whatnot. And that's about it. That's all I got. Um, Dr. Jace, you good on the Proud Family season two? No, yeah. It's, it's again, I, I emphasize this in the beginning because I didn't skip the intro. And I feel like for every single episode, and I think the that speaks volumes for itself on how much regardless of the problems I had with certain episodes, it was like, it was like being a kid again, watching yeah. these again, just listening to that music and seeing, you know, the family banter or fight or whatever. You saw little hints at what may appear in the episode as Oscar slamming the door shut and you see, Oh, a kangaroo. Oh, oh. And, uh, it, it's just nice. It's nice. And I think, I think this show is definitely one of, uh, definitely one of my favorites that i'm looking forward to each year um absolutely and so we'll see from here let's 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 cross our fingers for a season three overall great season two i think it's on the same level as season one um agreed agreed uh looking forward to more from the proud family uh folks uh if you'd like to hear more proud family content from us uh, we cover all the season one we had an interview with calvin brown jr uh executive producer and writer for the original and louder and prouder check out our past work with the proud family check us out on tiktok too we'll be making tiktoks on 
some of the stuff we noticed specifically in these episodes. So. Some of them popping with the Proud family. <laughs> some of them popping right now. Go give a look. Go give a look. But listen, folks, thank you for listening on all your various podcast stations. That is us. That is it from us here at the Yonko table. Uh, I am uh, your host, Grandmaster Hoop, fellow Yonko Dr. Chase attorney. Be sure to check us out on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Again, popping on TikTok. Uh, Dr. Jace be on uh, Twitch, too, if you ever want to see him play some games. And, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the support. Uh, we love y'all. And uh, shall we close out? How shall we close out? What song you want to do from season two? What song? Yeah, man. Um, Give me a list of songs. Uh, uh, we could do slow version, Muskrat Love. Uh, we could do uh, You're Lucky. You're Lucky. I let you. Love me. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I got musk, muskrat love. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, do, do you know that? Did you catch the the uh, the the judge song in Spanish? Oh no! I I, I have to go watch <laughs> it again. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Here, I, I have on three. Uh, slaves built this country. Ready? Oh my God. <laughs> go ahead. Ready. One, two, three. Slaves, Slaves built, this built this country. country. All right, y'all take care. <laughs>